It's time to have lunch and talk sports. It's the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1. Happy Monday and welcome into the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you talking sports for the next two hours. A lot to get to on the rundown as we are in the middle. No, it's not spring yet, but we're in the middle of the spring sports calendar. The NCAA tournament field is set. Spring training off and running. Uh, past the halfway point, really, they'll be playing games this month, regular season games. So we've got that. Of course, a big trade on Friday afternoon we'll talk about in the NFL and uh, plenty of open phone time on the program today. Daniel, welcome back. Glad to, good glad to be here. I hope you had a good trip down to Houston. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. I got to see, we got to see the Space Museum, which was really cool, and a um, couple of parts of Johnson Space Center, which was really cool. So, uh, yeah, I, I would suggest if anybody's ever thinking about doing that to do it because it was it was a lot of fun yeah it sounds like it. The, the wife and the the boy have done that i was i was not on that trip so I, I missed out there but i'd never been to houston i didn't realize how big houston is i guess like i was shocked that it was so big um and we didn't even fly into the big airport the the bush airport we flew into the smaller airport but that's downtown um houston is huge and we think Atlanta traffic is bad. Houston might have something for them. Really? Yeah. Well, the uh, the only time – I've never been to Houston. I was there on a – we had a layover one time, but I never left the airport, so that doesn't count, right? No. If we you had, don't leave the airport, it doesn't count. We had that discussion. Yeah, I think that was the conclusion. If you don't leave the airport, it, it doesn't count. But, well, glad you're back. Are you going to be with us this Thursday and Friday? Or? I am. All right. I've missed two straight Thursdays and Fridays. <laughs> I was joking with Steve. He's the new Thursday, Friday host. I'm a three-day-a-week guy. <laughs> you got I it mean, made. You and Howard Stern. I had a legitimate reason the first week. I I mean, if people don't know, I was in the hospital. Yeah. Um. So, um. but yeah, it's last week was a little, last week was more planned <laughs> than the week before. Let's just say that. Well, so. yeah. I, well, I was, I was happy that you were off to take a trip to Houston, believe me, much more than I was with you in the hospital. Yes. That's for sure. No doubt. Me, me as well. So no, I'm planning on being here Thursday and Friday. It's NCAA tournament week. We got games Thursday and Friday. Well, we, do. we got games tomorrow, but and Wednesday, yeah. but it really Games Thursday and Friday. Yeah, the play-in stuff. I know they don't want you to call it that, but that's what it is. The play-in tournament starts tomorrow night. And, uh, yeah, the tournament gets underway on Thursday. And we know now that Kennesaw State will be playing at 1240 on Friday. So, uh, definitely looking forward to that. Go Owls. Um, and I got to be honest. And I, I, this is just, again, it's, it's, I'm just being honest. Um, not trying to push any buttons or be hot topic guy or hot take guy. But I, I didn't watch the selection show. I don't know, man. The older I get, the I, I, the, the NFL schedule release did this to me. Because like everybody would make a big deal. I'm like, what's the big deal? It's the schedule. Like you can just pull it up and look at it. Well, and you also know who they're playing, right? All yeah. they're giving you are the dates. They're just giving you the dates, right, right? Right. So it's like, so I live my life now where like I'm not gonna, and, and well, and also it's not like there's any bubble team in the state of Georgia. We're waiting to see you get in, right? That's true. Um, so I didn't watch the selection show, and my wife was watching sixty minutes last night, and you know how they do the sports break or whatever in the commercial break, and they said, you know, that they were talking about the field is set, blah blah blah, and then they had listed the national seeds, and and I heard Greg Gumble say, and Alabama is the number one overall seed, and it just kind of made me cringe a little bit. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, I I agree, and um, 
you know, look, Brandon Miller hasn't been charged with a crime. So legally, he's allowed to play. That doesn't mean it's a good look. Um, so I, I it, it does give you a little icky kind of feeling for sure. And I didn't get to watch the selection show because I'm in a supposed sports bar restaurant in the Houston airport. They didn't have it on TV. Now, they had the ESPN version of it, you know, that, that comes out two or three minutes later. Oh, okay. But they did not have the CBS. I mean, how do you claim to be a sports bar and don't have this CBS NCAA tournament show on TV? Happens all the time. Yes, it does. I guess so. <laughs> Happens all the time. I mean, they had hockey. They had XFL. They did have the golf, which I got to watch the end of the golf, which was really cool. But no NCAA tournament. Hmm. And of course, I had to watch. I had to hear about the NIT because my team stinks and is going to the NIT again. So, um, but I really <clears throat> last night was really the first time I haven't watched the show in thirty years. I mean, I knew it was on. I just didn't really think about yeah. it. I'm just uh, college basketball has changed a lot, and it, it doesn't even resemble what it used to be. Which and that, that there's good and bad in that. And I'm not, and and when I say that about Alabama, it's I'm not here to you know say that NATO should do this or Alabama should do that or you know I don't I think they could have handled it better, but it was just that was my natural reaction was just kind of like gross you know if yeah. if this was the NBA he would not be playing, um, and I say that because of the, what's going on with the John Morant situation so. You know, it, it kind of it does kind of take away a, a little bit, and and maybe we can get past it. Like you said, he was not charged with anything. Brandon Miller wasn't, but you know, and I, and it just I go back to the to the to to what we talked about when it happened. I mean, if I call Daniel, if I call you and say, "Hey, man, I'm down here at the bar. Will you bring me my gun?" Either a you know something bad's about to happen, or b you're really stupid. Right. And I mean, I look. You and I are friends. I've got close friends. I've got my sons and my wife. If anybody in my close, close circle called me and said, "Hey, would you go get my gun?" No. I mean, it's not hard. Go get my gun. I don't. I'm, I'm, why? I'm not even asking why. No is the answer. Call somebody else. <laughs> like I, I just uh, you know. Hey man, I just pulled into the the shooting range and I realized I don't have my pistol. Can you go get it? I think that's the only time you might say yes, yes. to that question. Or hey man, I just got to the dove field and I forgot my rifle. I mean, I don't. I just don't see. I can give you that one. I mean, right? I can. I can give you that where one. it's not a bad situation or a dangerous situation or a desperate situation. And I don't want to. Like I don't want to feel that way. You know what I'm saying? When I hear that. I just want to be excited about the NCAA basketball tournament. That's what I want. But yep. I can't I'm sorry. I can't yep. get over the fact that somebody has lost their life. I can't just cast that to the side. I don't think a lot of people can. And I haven't heard a lot of conversation about it nationally. I listened to a little bit of the Dan Patrick show today. That's about the long and short of it for me and, you know, they were talking about the tournament in terms of the tournament. I'm excited about this Kennesaw State game on Friday afternoon. I hope they can win. They're taking on Xavier. Uh, it'd be cool to see if they could pull the upset. Um, and I just, but you know, I, and I'll still watch the tournament on Thursday, starting at noon. But I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not as into college basketball as I used to be. And 
when you're kind of when you're kind of casually following following a sport when you've got I mean, I don't see how you can talk about the NCAA tournament and Alabama being the number one seed without this story coming back up again, and it's just uncomfortable. I would think that every time they play, it would come up. Yeah. Unless CBS says, you know, tells the announcers, hey, we can't, we got to stop talking about it. But how do you ignore that? I don't know. I don't think they will. If they make the Final Four, doesn't this have to come up? Yeah. I mean, it's a big part of the story. And again, I'm trying to stay as far away from – this is what they should do as I can. Well, because it's not easy. <laughs> there's not a, again, there's not a, there's no playbook for this. Right. He's not charged with anything. Um, and well, there's a difference between legally wrong and just right and wrong. Right. And, and I tell you, it's just, and it's where do you value the sport? How important is basketball? Is it more important than someone else's life? It, no, it should not be. <laughs> and, it, and it's like, I, I mean, I, I'm not. I, 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 that's just how I feel about it, and I. It just. It it it's uncomfortable. It is. Re, it's it, like I said. The word the word I like to use is. It just makes me cringe. It's cringy. It's uncomfortable, and I, I I can't be the only person that feels that way, right? I'm not. And again, I'm not like a hater or or like you know Alabama should get rid of their basketball program or no 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 I'm not saying that. It just I I don't know how you can hear. Alabama's a number one seed and not feel just a little bit uncomfortable by that. So I agree. I agree 100%. Um, and uncomfortable is the right word. I, again, I don't know what the, what the right response is, right? I don't think you can suspend the kid f- for the rest of the season. Well, I say kid. He's not a kid. He's a young man. He's carrying around somebody else's gun. I don't think you can suspend the young man for the rest of the season because he didn't he wasn't charged with anything, but you have to be able to do something, and they did nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Well, and I know the NBA wouldn't comment on something like that, but it, again, and then the draft—that's going to come up again for him with the draft, and and how is how are NBA teams going to react to that? I mean, if you're the Memphis Grizzlies right now, you're scared to death, right? Because you've got what looks like a franchise player and you're off and running and you're set and well, now maybe not. Right. Um, maybe there's too many off-the-field issues with this guy. So It's a lot like the Jalen Carter thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, now Jalen Carter was charged with something. Mm-hmm. Now, they're misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, wasn't over well, the it's, it's 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 like you said. It's not the legal aspect of this, but right. I mean, I, I don't know how you can't question the judgment. Exactly. Uh, you know, can the, you trust this guy to be the lead of your franchise if you're an NBA team? Right. Same thing with Jalen Carter. I don't know that you can trust him. That's right. Exactly. It's not a legal issue. It's a trust issue, and I think that's what these teams are going to have to uh, figure out a way to get by. But nonetheless, the tournament starts on Thursday. Looking forward to it. Um, go Owls. I'm a I'm an owl all the way. There you go. What do, is there? Does, does Kennesaw State have like a slogan like Hootie or? I don't know. Hoot hoot or, hoot hoot. I, I guess I, I, I don't know. We need I need to we need a hashtag. Somebody I'll, I'll reach out. I'll see what I can find out. I'll do some research <laughs> and see if we can get the right hashtags for our Kennesaw State owls. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Panthers made a big trade on Friday. We'll talk about that and how it impacts the Atlanta Falcons. That and more as we continue on the midday sports zone right after this. Eleven sixteen, Russ and Daniel back with you here on the midday sports zone. So Friday afternoon, 
almost right about the time we were getting out of here, the uh, Panthers and the Bears agreed to a big trade. Uh, the Panthers move up to number one in the draft, and the uh, Bears get the uh, Panthers' number nine pick, another first-rounder next year, a second-rounder this year and next year, uh, plus a wide receiver. The The first part of this discussion, I, you know, I was curious to see what people would say about what the Panthers are going to do in their mock drafts over the weekend, and there's a lot of C.J. Stroud. Uh, but there's also a lot of conversation, or the, you know, that, and I don't know if you believe this or not, but apparently coming out of the Carolina campus, well, they're not really sure who they want to take just yet. Daniel, I mean, do you make that move if you don't have somebody in particular in mind? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that and then say, well, okay, now we can choose between two guys. Because that scares me to death. Because on Friday, my, my gut reaction was, okay, well, you know, there's four quarterbacks. They know which one they want specifically, and he stands out enough above the other three that it's worth it to go up to the number one pick to make sure you get that specific player. Yeah, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do it unless I said, okay, CJ Stroud's our guy. Yeah. Or Anthony Richardson's our guy. Or whoever. Right. You know, maybe Will Anderson's our guy. Uh that would be a curveball. Yes, it would. But I would not I wouldn't do it. Because that to me seems like like it's a it's a it's a risk to do it. To give up they gave up a lot. So that's a risk. To do that and not know who you want, to me, makes it even more of a risk. Yeah, and and I don't I don't believe that story for one second. I I, I don't. I, I I bet you everybody inside that front office right now could tell you exactly who they're going to take. And I bet you everybody in that front office is being told if you tell people who we're going to take, you're fired. <laughs> yes. Um. I think they know exactly what they're going to do. I tell you what, uh, and, and what an afternoon for Justin Fields, you know, and, and he, I don't know what assurances he had been given that he was the franchise quarterback in the past, uh, but your t- team said, you know, we looked at Bryce Young, we looked at all these guys, and we don't, we don't want them. We want you. You're our quarterback. And now they've got, you know, they got a receiver that he can throw to. Um, they've got a lot of picks to build up this roster around – Justin Fields now, so you got to be feeling pretty good if you're the Bears quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it is, you know, you still got to do the job, but it's kind of a, 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 you know, pat on the back that, hey, you're our guy. And, you know, it, you still got to do it, and things change. We know that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see um, you know, kind of what is next for him. Because, look, they went and got him some picks, too, to help. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, do you still feel comfortable with him? I mean, I guess the Bears do, but yeah. would you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, because here's the, here's the other part of it. The kicker is that first rounder next year. Right. So it basically buys you another season. Uh, kind of like what we're talking about with Desmond Ritter. I don't think anybody is saying Desmond Ritter is the franchise quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, but we want to see a year with him at the helm to see if he could be. Right. So if you're the Bears, even if you don't think that he is yet, you get one more year, and then you're more than likely going to have a top 10 pick in next year's draft to be able to go get that quarterback. Plus, you've got some extra picks you could throw into a deal, too. 
So, you know, I, I don't know that I would we'd be comfortable enough to say, hey, that's our franchise quarterback. Uh, but, you know, considering the, the draft capital, for lack of a better term, that you just got in this trade, I think it's totally worth it. Now, the other part of this, and this is the part that affects the Atlanta Falcons. So we were talking about the Falcons and the possibility because Carolina needing a quarterback was there at nine and you're the Falcons at number eight, just in front of them, uh, that you're probably going to have some teams wanting to trade up to try to get one of those quarterbacks. So your opportunity to trade back is going to be pretty good. Well, obviously that's gone now. Um, I'm not, I mean, the bears could still take a quarterback with the ninth pick, I guess. Uh, but I think that this trade does make it tougher for the Falcons to trade back if that's what they wanted to do. Yeah, I think so. Um, there's, you know, I, I think the Falcons, I really think they stay at eight or they should stay at eight and go get them another good player because they need, they need good players, right? Um, they need a lot of good players and eight, they can get one and it's, This is such an important season for them that you have to get more talent on the roster and continue to add talent and stack talent and stack talent. So it's a, it's a it's a big year for them, and to do that, you have to draft well and use those picks and, uh, like you said, I think give Desmond Ritter more more help. Is that defensive help, offense, whatever it is? Yeah, you've got to get him more help. Yeah, well, and now the the Falcons have just made a trade, and this is from Ian Rappaport. They have traded for uh, Janu Smith, the tight end uh, from the New England Patriots, for a uh, seventh round pick. So, uh, not giving up a lot there to go get a seventh round pick. But I guess my our, our fantasies of trading back into the first round for Darnell Washington <laughs> have kind of been put to bed. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, if you're the Falcons, like we've talked about, you know, the, the Lions are scrimmage. I mean, they, they, I had a really good conversation with the Orlando Ledbetter on Friday about that. He thinks that, you know, as far as the defensive side is concerned, that the thought process is to get stronger through the middle to help the outside. And because you, you just got Ibikiti and Malone that you just drafted. Um, and you brought Lorenzo Carter back. So the idea is that he kind of holds down the fort at that outside linebacker slash edge rusher spot until one of those two takes the job. Um, so that tells me that they're going to try to sign a defensive tackle, which, by the way, free agency starts today. Um, the Nothing can be officially announced until I think it's 4 o'clock uh, on Wednesday, but they can start talking to teams, and we'll hear stuff starting today as far as free agency is concerned. But I think what they're going to end up doing is signing a defensive tackle, and they'll get help maybe in the secondary too. And then the offensive side, uh, that's going to be taken care of in the draft. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter also said that, you know, if they when they're going through this free agency process, they're going to kind of have an idea of the terms they want. And if they can't get those terms, then they can just address it in the draft. Um, so that's it's a big it's a big off season for the Atlanta Falcons. This is gonna be the kind of um, I don't want to say it's gonna define Terry Fontenot as the GM, but it's gonna set the tone for what his history as the GM of the Falcons is gonna be. 
There's no doubt oh, about sure. that. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, it, it is definitely this – is, this is a kind of a turning – it's kind of a shift. Like, we knew the first couple of years were going to be rough. And they won more games than we expected. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Oh, yeah. Um, but now – okay, now there's expectations. And now there's a shift in all of that. And and this is go okay. Who are you now? We know who you were coming from New Orleans, getting players on the cheap, doing all that stuff. You did a great job with that. You did a great job with the Falcons, but there were no expectations then. Now there are expectations to make the right moves, and that starts today. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's 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 the biggest off season, obviously, because they've got the free agency money to spend, and you can make mistakes in the draft. We talked about it. You can on Saturday. You can make mistakes in the draft on Saturday, and they, and they, and it can, and get away with it. You don't want to. It's not a good thing, but you can get away with it. I don't think you can make mistakes in free agency. Um, that that because that's a lot more difficult to overcome because you're always talking about a significant amount of cap space. So we'll see what the Falcons are going to do, and uh, again, it'll be curious to see what the Panthers have in mind with that number one overall first pick. I think it's Anthony Richardson. You think so? I mean, if it was me, it'd be, I would take C.J. Stroud. I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. I think they've fallen in love with Anthony Richardson. Frank Reich's a quarterback coach. He's probably drooling like, I can fix him. <laughs> I, I, can, I can fix it. We know how the NFL teams love to fix guys. Yep, no doubt about it. We're going to take a break. As we do, we'll open up the phones. 478-646-ESPN, wherever you want to go in the world of sports, is fine with us. And we're back with more of the Midday Sports Zone right after this. Eleven thirty, Russ and Daniel back with you here on the midday sports zone. Phone lines are open four seven eight six four six ESPN. Wherever you want to go in the wide world of sports is a okay with us. So uh, David Aldridge sat down with <laughs> Quinn Schneider on um, in a piece on the Athletic and just kind of was talking about the process of taking the job and the goals and what he thinks he can accomplish, um, you know, and, and it's a short sample, small sample size, uh, but I'm encouraged by the Hawks. They'll play again tonight. Of course, we'll have it for you here on the Superstation starting at 7 o'clock. And, Daniel, have you noticed a change in Trey Young in the way he plays and the way he talks after a game? Yeah, it feels like it for sure that – that there's something different there. So, um, you know, we'll see if that continues, but it does feel like they're playing better. Um, and it does feel like there's a bit of a change in him. So, you know, we'll see, you know, kind of how that plays out. I mean, we know that um, the season's not over. Or, I mean, you know, they're not like in-in, um but it feels like they're kind of stuck in that playing game. They're not going to catch the Knicks. Knicks are five games ahead of them. Um, and it doesn't feel like they're going to fall out of the play-in tournament. So they're kind of there. But where will they finish? I mean, they're a game and a half behind the Heat. They're two games ahead of the Raptors. They're three games ahead of the Bulls. So are they kind of they going to be the eighth team? We'll just have to find out. Yeah. Um, just be in the play-in tournament. I think that's right. the main thing. Right now, uh, thirty-four and thirty-four on the season. Uh, so yeah, and and, and you know, it, 
there's there's a right way to say this. It's not that wins and losses don't matter. They absolutely do. You want to be in that play-in tournament. But it just sounds like Quinn Schneider's trying to get them to a certain level by the time they get into the play-in tournament. And that's kind of more the focus necessarily than wins and losses. But it's almost it's almost like that old Nick Saban thing. Don't worry about the scoreboard. You know, but if you do if you do everything the right way, by the end, by the time you get to the end, you'll be ahead. Yeah, sort of a thing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, they play the Timberwolves tonight. Uh, both teams thirty four and thirty four on the season. Of course, Anthony Edwards uh, averaging twenty five a game. Uh, always a, a big deal when he comes back to Atlanta. The former Georgia player. So uh, I'm sure there'll be a, a good crowd on hand tonight, including the uh, Miller Magnet Middle School eighth graders. <laughs> So I'm sure they'll there be there go. to have a good time tonight. Love it, and I, I I think Anthony Edwards has become one of my favorite players in the league. Mm-hmm. The way he talked at the All Star game, and the way he talks about guys not wanting to play defense, and he said, "I want to d up, I want to d up that best player on the other team." I'm really becoming a fan of him. Yeah, no, I, I am too. I think a lot of people are because of what he said, and you know. And, and and in fact, uh, Adam Silver has come out and said that the uh, the league and the players' union are close to agreeing on some load management rules, and not sure exactly what those are going to be. Uh, but I think what you're going to see is that you, a minimum amount of games played in order to be eligible for postseason awards. Now, I don't know how much that means to these guys. Um, you know, I we'll see. I I wasn't a fan of the play-in tournament, and then you know, once we went through it the first time and experienced it. I thought it was great. You know, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me at first, but now it makes a ton of sense. You know, in, other, in, in the NBA, there's no point in tanking now. Um, it's not going to help you as much as it used to. Uh, so there's that. Um, and but but I do I do I am concerned that you know if you put a minimum games played on these awards and then the players just don't care about the awards, then you're really in trouble. Well, if they right. Right. And I mean, again, how much do the players care about the awards? That's, we had to find that out for sure. But, um, and I, look, it's, it's, I can't criticize a guy for, for not caring about an individual award. I mean, it's, it is, it is up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and as an individual, but I, I do think they had to try something. They really, really had to try something. And, if that works, then that's great. Um, I it, if they do it right, they got to do it first. But if they are trying something, I hey, hats off, man. I, I I love that they if they do this, that they are actually going to try something. I think that's a big time positive because mm-hmm. they're no. You remember last what was it two weeks ago? I got to remember because was I here or not those <laughs> days a week? But remember when? Uh, the commissioner said, well, we really don't have a problem. Well, wait, yeah, you do. And if this means that they are acknowledging there's a problem, I think that's a big step in the right direction. So we'll we'll see. But I, if they will acknowledge there's a problem, I think they can fix it. But you have to acknowledge it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, the um, it, what's interesting um, in, in reading an article about it on The uh, Athletic uh, – C.J. McCollum and Chris Paul, two of the uh, representatives for the NBPA. <laughs> That's a weird name, NBPA. The National Basketball Players Association. Right. Um, it's almost easier to say the whole thing than just the – yeah. But anyway, they said, you know, one of the issues is from teams wanting to sit the players. 
which I thought was interesting. Which I th- and I think for the NBA that might make it a little bit easier because you know you can do things to teams that you might have a harder time doing to, to players. Right. right. You can punish the teams, and it's so weird to me because. For the longest time, San Antonio was like the model franchise, right? But they're the ones who started this. Remember how they used to not even take guys on trips? Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Tim Duncan and, and, and Parker and Ginobili just wouldn't even go on trips. And you, so you look back on it now and go, it's kind of their fault. Yeah. Because they were the first ones who did all this stuff. Right. Well, and, and they won a championship doing it. So then it became – Kind of the fad was like you said to rest players to make sure nobody played more than thirty minutes a night to keep people fresh. It's kind of like not the, exactly the same thing, but kind of like you know, you, you, I don't think a lot of us enjoyed those games, uh, NFL games, being moved to London in the regular season. It's like oh, well, you're putting teams at a disadvantage, and then the Giants haul off and win the Super Bowl. So you know, if it works, it's a copycat league. People are going to copy that. So, you know, you just play play basketball. Right. You know, play basketball. I, you know, when did people not – when did people – when did athletes stop liking to compete, I guess might be the best way to put it, because it feels like that's become the thing. Play less, play less, play less. Well, you don't get paid more to play less. So I don't, I don't know why that has become a thing, but it, it sure feels like it has. Yeah, it, it, it has. Um, you know, we talk about it uh, from a who you play, which, how you schedule in the in college football sometimes. It's like you not all programs, but you get a feeling some programs are just trying to dodge competition. Yep. And Not the one about an hour from us here. They like playing anybody. Yeah, no, the, the, yeah, Georgia doesn't shy away from competition. But um, I, I just – I don't know. It just, it's, it just seems backwards. And it, it, – is it because, like, and specifically talking about the NBA, is it because we come from, well, you had the 80s where, you know, there was just, a, I mean, just so many great players and you had to be physically tough. And then into the 90s, Michael Jordan had that mentality that he was going to go out and compete hard. And it was, we came up in the Jordan era. And, and he kind of set the tone for the league. And, and you don't really have a, quote, unquote, tone setter for the NBA. Um you know, Kevin Durant doesn't play very often. And in his case, he's hurt. He's genuinely hurt. You know, um, LeBron James is hurt right now. Yep. Like, you just have guys out, and there doesn't seem to be this drive to play 82 games a season. I will say that at least LeBron has the last couple of years, if he's healthy, he plays. Mm-hmm. Right? Not Like, right now, he's really hurt. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah. So, but when he's, when he's healthy, he's not dodging competition or playing or any of that stuff so that you know you you do have that from him but you're right I mean Kyrie Irving sat out a year and a half KD's hurt a lot I mean Anthony Davis uh you know his nickname is street clothes or day to Davis day to Davis is that's outstanding good. you know so that but you need Maybe maybe it is the younger generation that needs to kind of step up and say, no, we need to play. Yeah, we need more Anthony Edwards. Yeah, we do. We need – and he'll be – again, the Minnesota Timberwolves in town to take on the Hawks tonight. 
and we'll have it for you here on the Superstation starting at 7 o'clock. We're going to take a break. Phone lines are open, 478-646-ESPN. Back with more of the Midday Sports Zone right after this. Eleven forty-four. Russ and Daniel back with you here in the midday sports zone. More Falcons news now. Chris Lidstrom has been extended. Uh, offensive guard considered one of the top guards in the National Football League. Uh, the uh, tweet from Jeremy Fowler: Falcons and guard Chris Lidstrom have agreed on a mega extension. Mega extension. How about that? So we'll find out what that means. Yeah, we'll we'll get the details and be, oh, here we go. Well, Adam Schefter right on cue. So mega translates to five years, one hundred and five million dollars. How about that? They've identified a guard they want, and uh, they're going to make sure they keep him. This, of course, keeps him from getting to the free agent market. That's an average of twenty one million dollars a year. Of course, the signing bonus and how they distribute that with the cap. Uh, won't so it won't be a, a necessarily a twenty one million dollar cap hit per season, but there you go, uh, that twenty million dollars a year for a top guard. There, there we go. That's kind of sets the market right there. I guess. Yeah, it does. All right, let's get to a phone call now. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. Ken is incoming. What's up, man? Did you guys have a good weekend? I had an outstanding weekend. Yeah, yeah. Hope you did. So uh, I had Daniel something did. nice to sip on yesterday afternoon. By the way, thank you. You're very welcome. Uh, Daniel, did uh, Russ tell you that we talked about cricket on Friday? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we did. Anyhow, we're moving past that. Uh, $20 million sounds a lot for a guard. Is that just me? I'm, I mean, that's the, the going I mean, that's the going rate for a top offensive lineman. I mean, a tackle would obviously get more, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a lot, but, Ken, I mean, he's one of the best in the league. You got to hang on to him, right? Okay. I mean, if, I mean, if you let him go, then you've got three three holes you got to fill on the offensive line. You know what? I've always been the biggest believer, and I know this makes out old school, but I would want to put – I want a center. I think the center is one of the most important besides the tackles. And I don't know if Dahlman is the answer or not, but you know what? We just got to have faith, right? I, I don't want to get negative on a Monday about the Falcons. I would like to know if you guys are going to join the bracket. The bracket is up. We're going to do it again this year. Daniel did beat me last year, but anyhow, I hope you guys will join. I did tweet it at you, so if you guys can join, that'd be great. Okay. Uh, okay, sounds good. I'm curious if you guys think a number one seed is going to make it to the Final Four. I don't think any of these number one seeds are going to make it. I really don't. It might be too early to talk about it. I don't. I think Arizona, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been watching a lot of college basketball, so I'm reading – and not watching, which is probably a problem, because when you watch, you actually see what the teams can do and how athletic they are, and then when you just start reading about them, you're like, you know, you kind of get sucked in by that whole thing. But um, I'm just curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. I'm going to let you all run. I'll see you soon. Take care. All right. Appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I'll be honest. I just don't follow college basketball close enough to really have an opinion on that. Um, I mean, I watched some of the conference tournaments this weekend, but it's just – I'm not excited about this tournament like I normally am at yeah, all. Yeah, I it it's I I'm a little behind because I didn't get to watch it um last night and I'm a little frustrated about that, but um it it I'll get excited about it probably tomorrow night. Um and and we'll see, you know, kind of where we go from there. Um but 
I, I, yeah, I think um, it is a little kind of a slow start to the week last night for sure with the, with the show. Yeah, and I think I, I do think come Thursday I'll feel differently. Um, and, and I mean, and yeah, I'll fill out a bracket. I, I it won't be a good one because I have no clue what I'm doing. Right. And I'm and I'm I'm not going to put any research into it. I'm just going to you know go by feel. So it'll have some fun with it. Yeah, I, I'm not going to put a whole lot of work into it for sure. Yeah, I just I don't. I I just I'm not excited about the tournament this year. It's the, I mean it's. Uh, like the sport's always been different. Like we've talked about with the one and dones and how it's killed college basketball because you don't know who any of the players are. But now that you've brought in name, image, and likeness in the transfer portal, it's 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 like there's no tradition in the sport anymore. It's just it, there's no like you know watching a conference tournament. It could, any conference, it doesn't matter which one. But and I think in the SoCon, it's still kind of, in Asheville. It still kind of had that feeling. But, you know, there's just a feeling and an energy around a conference tournament. There's a buzz. And when I was watching those conference tournament games last week, I just didn't get that sense at all. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little different. I mean, look, college basketball is in a we, – we talk a lot about college football mm-hmm. when we talk about the portal and NIL and conference realignment and all that stuff. It, we mostly focus on football. College basketball is in a bit of a weird spot right now. Yeah. And you also have to think about, too – like, look at the big-name coaches who've retired the last couple of years. Yeah. Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, uh, now Jim Beheim. You can throw Mike Bray in there. I mean, there's this is a bit of a transition yeah. period for college basketball. And, and look, these coaches that are coming – and maybe it's just – I don't know. It just seems like the coaches that are coming in behind them just are not good people. I, I, I'm sorry. I just I, – you know, you know how sometimes a, a professional league goes through this um, image problem that they have to fix, like the NFL, or because you know, there's a lot of domestic violence, or you know the NBA, because you know, like right now with John Morant and the gun thing, you know, he's not playing, and that's an image they're trying to protect their their image, and there's nobody to protect that in college ba- basketball anymore, and it just the whole sport feels so dirty. Yeah. Well, and like Will Wade's getting hired again, right? Well, and Ole Miss wants Chris Beard, who just got and fired at Texas. Him, I mean, the whole like. thing just feels yep. dirty. Yep, yep. It's, I mean, what is the what is the sport, right? Uh, you know, is I mean, and it sounds like St. John's might hire Rick Pitino. Really? <sighs> How do you sell? We're trying to do the best thing for these players, and you're going to hire Rick Pitino and Will Wade. Now, look. If Will Wade did now what he did two years ago, there's no problem. Mm-hmm. He would not have broken a rule. And his big-ass offer, would it, it was a great right. offer. Right? All that. So Will Wade, I guess, gets a little bit of a pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Beard, Beard was arrested. Now, the, the woman said it didn't happen, that it wasn't an assault. Okay. I, I You know, whatever. I mean, but Chris Beard, here we are. Second chances, guys get chances. But how do you get to the point where you're somebody calls the police on you? I know, and there's choke marks. Um, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I like, I like for my teams to win. Don't get me wrong, but damn, Not like that, right? I mean, what? Where's the line? And and right now, in, in college basketball, there just doesn't seem to be one. And and maybe that doesn't bother a lot of people, but it bothers me. It, it does. It bothers me. It really does. Um, 
it just um i i don't know i i don't know i don't know we'll like once like again once the tournament gets rolling we'll see you know but but then when alabama plays the brandon miller stuff's going to come up well I, yeah i mean that's that's the that's the problem and it, i mean it was an issue in um nashville they said that they were um they said that they were um Having to kick people out of the arena for some of the T-shirts they were wearing. Like, what did you think was going to happen? And and some Bama fan wore a, a T-shirt that would it say "Killing them till, killing them to the title to 2023." Yeah, really? Yeah. You know, and I mean, and just where, where's the standard? Vandy fans are chanting "Brandon Killer." Yeah. I look. You say what you want to about it. He didn't kill anybody. Right. Those people got to be thrown out of the arena. I agree, but I it just. But but the but you can't play him and not expect that stuff That's to happen. One hundred percent true. One hundred percent true. It's just I don't. It just I'm I'm really uncomfortable with the whole thing. Me too. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I just it's. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how the tournament plays. I hope it's a good tournament. I hope we get some. You know the. I, I hope the same thing for the tournament every year. I hope we have a Cinderella get to the Elite Eight or the Final Four and the Midnight Strikes and the best two teams play for the title. Is that too much to no, ask? No, it's not. And no, and no controversy. How about that? Yeah, well, we're not. That's that's impo- That's already a problem. We've got. We're going to have controversy as long as Alabama's in the tournament. There's going to be controversy. Um, but it just. I don't know. It just—it's not a good look for the sport right now, and I don't hear a lot of other people saying that. Maybe it's because they don't pay attention, or maybe because this is a new problem to college athletics. I mean, you've always had dirty coaches and whatever, whatever. But then there was, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you think Jerry Tarkanian somewhere going, man? Yeah. I didn't do that. Right. So I—I I don't know. It just—it yeah. it, just—I'm bothered by that by that sport right now for some reason. All right, we got to take a break for the top of the hour. Uh, phone lines are open, 478-646-ESPN. A lot of news coming out about the Falcons. Of course, today is the first day of NFL free agency, so we'll talk some more about that. We've got some Georgia Tech stuff to get to as well with their men's basketball head coaching situation. That and more as we continue on the Midday Sports Zone right after this. It's time to have lunch and talk sports. It's the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1. Hour number two of the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you here. Phone lines open at 478-646-ESPN. Wherever you want to go in the world of sports is fine with us. we got a lot of stuff coming out here as, of course, today is the first day of NFL free agency. Just to bring you up to speed if you're just jumping in here, Janu Smith, a tight end with the Patriots, has been traded to the Falcons for a seventh-round pick. And um, uh, Josh Kendall saying, you know, we got to see how the money works out here um, and what the cap hit is going to be for him. Uh, and also the Falcons agreeing to a five-year, $105 million deal with Chris Lidstrom. So uh, you've retained your top guard. I don't think that was a, a big surprise there. Just wanted, had to find out what the money is. So, you know, you're starting to see them spend up some of this cap space that they have. And, um, you know, I was saying I was hoping that the Falcons could trade it, find a way to trade back in and, and get Darnell Washington 
in the first round. Uh, so Janu Smith could uh, obviously puts that to bed. He's 6'3", 248. Um, in his career, uh, he's got 169 receptions for 1,800 yards and 17 touchdowns. Uh, but and, I'm just curious to see how the Atlanta Falcons are going to use him in tandem with Kyle Pitts. And that's the that's I, I've always liked the idea of trying to find another tight end to pair with Kyle Pitts, but because you because you can do so much more um offensively with a hybrid player like Kyle Pitts but to make him a true hybrid you need that other tight end on the field and and now they can do that yeah it's um it, that's an interesting pairing for sure and we'll see you know how that works out but it would be uh <laughs> it's gonna be fun to watch for sure I I here we are isn't it so weird to see the Falcons actually involved in this stuff again because mm-hmm. we went two years without, hey, they can't do anything. <laughs> right. I think the last two years it's been, hey, the free agency starts where the Falcons have to wait and see what's left. So we'll get to it in a couple weeks. Uh, but now they're right in the thick of it. So, um, And you've got some reports out that the, the Jets are talking to Jimmy Garoppolo and just uh, all kind of things are starting to happen. Uh, the Houston Texans are too. So Jimmy G, he's probably on his way out, right? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think so. I think so. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, and anything else happens or pops here in the next hour or so, we'll surely uh, let you know. Uh, some stuff from Twitter now. Um, so Ken from Coming tweeted this out. No Oscar for Top Gun Maverick. They did get they did get one for best sound. Did they? Yeah. But no, Top Gun Maverick didn't win an Oscar. You know, the, 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 here's here's what I don't understand about the Oscars. Right, I, I hear a lot of people complain about Hollywood, and I I get it. <laughs> but then they watch the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> like, that makes no sense to me. Like if if people in Hollywood bother you, why do you watch the Oscars? I don't watch the Oscars, I, but I don't. People in in Hollywood don't bother me. But I, well, and I never realized how many people watch the Oscars that I know until the incident last year when right. will smith slapped chris rock and i was like and everybody's like oh i can't believe that happened and meanwhile i'm going i can't believe i have this many friends that watch the oscars <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah they did get they did get the one for for uh top sound tate on twitter i don't know how we'll do um he's talking about tennessee just watch coach barnes and my vols it will make you feel good we have we have a one and done and a few transfers but also three starters our four-year starters kind of kind of up y'all's old school alley. Well, I just – if you could go back and – college basketball peaked about 30 years ago. It did. When when you had the, the Duke teams, the UNLV teams, uh, Kansas was good, Arizona had good teams. Um, and, and it was like – you know, it was like college football is. The, those guys, you watched them play for two or three years, and then they went on to the NBA, and you knew who the players were. Yep. Um, I, I, I didn't know who Brandon Miller – I mean, I've heard the name Brandon Miller, and I, in the conversations when people would say who's the best basketball player or college basketball player in the country, his name would get mentioned. But I didn't really know who Brandon Miller was until the incident. Um, I didn't know how good he was. Yeah. I knew who he was, but I didn't know how good he was. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate that this is kind of – this has kind of overtaken college basketball, but but it has. And and it's not 
And 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 I, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. And it shouldn't. I mean, he he did this. It has to be acknowledged. And there has to be something to it. And and hopefully, hopefully, you know. Hopefully it is. I you know, I, I it's it's really disgusting the way this has kind of played out. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I mean, it's it's got to be something that's got to be fixed. Yep. It, 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 I mean, eventually, uh, things like this usually come to a head in some way, shape, fashion, or form. But I don't know. You know, it's the same, similar to the conversation we have with college football. There's just there's doesn't seem to be any leadership in college athletics right now. Who's no. the person to stand up and say, you know, hey, college basketball, we got to do better. That 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 person doesn't exist, and nobody's having that right. conversation. So, yeah, um, for whatever reason, the other little piece of college basketball news is, according to Dan Walken, Damon Stoudemire Stoudemire has emerged as the leader to be the new head coach at Georgia Tech. Could be an announcement as soon as today. Um, he was the head coach at Pacific. Uh, for five years, turned that program around, and just kind of right as he got it turned around, the pandemic hit, and then I don't know, he just they went nine and nine in his last year there, and I don't know if he wanted to get away or or what the uh, situation was there. He's been an assistant with the Celtics ever since. Um, interesting hire. Uh, he's got five years of coach college coaching experience. Has a head coach. He was in. Um, he's he's been in Memphis. He's been in Arizona as an assistant. Uh, he has no ties whatsoever to the Southeast or Georgia Tech, so I don't I don't know how that would work. Um, uh, and ironically enough, it would be the second Georgia Tech, second consecutive Georgia Tech head basketball coach to have been a former player at the University of Arizona. And he played with Josh Passner, I believe. I think they played together. I yeah, I'd have to look that up. Yeah. But that that is certainly an interesting out of left field name. It's 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 kind of hard to know this J Bat guy down with his first two hires because the first one's a former player that was on the staff and then the next guy comes out of I mean just completely out of nowhere yep yeah it's um it's a really interesting hire if that's the case um because I didn't hear his name the other day when this was going on um if if when the pastor thing happened, I didn't hear. I didn't hear that th- this name coming up. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Let's get to a phone call four seven eight six four six ESPN. Jim is in Kathleen. What's up, Jim? Hey guys, um, I hadn't chimed in really at all on this Alabama stuff, and y'all have probably talked about it three different ways. Um, I'm trying to be unbiased. As I am an Alabama fan, I've read as much as I could about it. But what do you do if you're Nate Oates? What What do you do if you're Brandon Miller? No, oh, it's a great I question. Want to know Jay. your reaction. I, I want to know it, and I want to have a conversation if you'll leave me on the phone. Because I've looked at it a couple of different ways. So, Daniel, you just said it's disgusting. What do you do if you're Nate Oates? Well, I would have done something. I wouldn't have just said he's going to play. I mean, Nate Oates' reaction was wrong place, wrong time, which, and I know he apologized for that, but I just thought that was a terrible approach. I would have sat him for at least a couple of games. But, but what does that fix? Well, what does any suspension fix? Right? 
It doesn't, because, maybe it doesn't fix anything. There has to be a punishment for having terrible judgment and for putting this this program on the back burner. And now every time they play, it's about Brandon Miller and what happened off the court instead of that program. Don't you think he's put himself in front of the program by doing that? If you look at the facts of the case, and I've read multiple things, not just the defense attorney's release, Darius Miles is the issue here. Darius Miles is the one who did this. Brandon Miller's fault was hanging out with Darius Miles that night and having him in his vehicle. Other than that, when you read the reports, Brandon Miller's only fault was being around Darius Miles that night, period, point blank, and bringing his stuff back to where the scene happened. Not that the scene was already created yet. He came to where the scene eventually happened. So, uh, when he showed up with Darius, the scene had not happened yet. Okay, Jim, if I call you from the bar and say, bring me my gun, what are you going to think? Brandon Miller did not respond to that text message. Well, then why did he bring the then gun? Then why did he bring the gun? Because they had hung out that night, and Darius had told him an hour earlier, hey, come pick me up, I'm ready to go home. Brandon said, I'm eating dinner with some friends, I'll be there in a little bit. He was headed that way. He has a dash cam on his car that confirmed all this information. It was running the entire time. Why did he bring the gun? Because it was Darius Miles' stuff. He did not know the gun was with Darius Miles. Do you, and you buy that? That's what the facts show. And Do, is it? One single text message between Brandon back to Darius says, I will bring your gun. I'm on my way. I'm bringing your gun to you. He did not respond in that way. Well, he brought him the gun. He brought him the gun. I don't care if he responded to that. Why did he brought him a gun? If you're 19, do you want somebody else's gun in your car? But okay, okay, Jim, he sent a text that said, "Bring me the gun," right? And he here's here's a yes or no question: Did he bring him the gun? Was that his stuff? And was he? No, 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 no. We're not doing this again, Jim. Yes or no? Did he bring the gun? He brought Darius' stuff back to Darius, okay. Did he not know he was bringing him a gun? He didn't know that Darius had a gun. Uh, There's no facts that Brandon knew that. All right. And it, you well, guys make it out that that's the truth. No, no, no that's not that. what we're making out to be the truth. What we're saying is he would texted him, bring me my gun, and that's what happened. So can Brandon control what somebody else texts him? He brought him the gun, Jim. That's the whole point. I'm not saying the kid's evil hey, and should Jim. never play again, but he had to, Jim. there has to be some responsibility for having bad judgment. I'm sorry, but if you were an Auburn fan, you would feel differently. Not when the facts were released. Yes, you would. Yes, you out. would. Yes, you would. You're saying this because you're an Alabama fan. Oh, that's why I didn't call initially. I've waited weeks to hear y'all's response on this. I wanted this. I've read everything they put out to be as unbiased because it kills me that a 23 year old young lady with a five year old is no longer with us anymore. It pains me to no end. That is awful. It's it's. But Brandon Miller cannot control when he brought the guy, the stuff back to somebody else. He cannot control what was what was part of Darius Darius Miles's possessions. That so night. you're saying you, you so you're fault. saying he didn't know there was a gun. We, he doesn't know it because he did not respond back in the text and say, I will bring you your gun. But why, does it, why does there have to be a response in text? Why can't, like, do you respond to every text message you get? Like, if my wife, I'm at the grocery store and my wife says, hey, can you grab some milk while you're there? And I come back with milk. But I don't have to text her back. Yeah, okay, got it. If I pick you up and I mean, you that's, have heroin in my car, don't I want to get that heroin out of my car? I, I want it in my possession. Well, I'm not going to leave heroin in your car, Jim. 
Well, same with a gun. I don't want that in my possession. So, th- so then you're saying he did know there was a gun. See, you're saying two different things. You're saying he brought him his stuff back, and now you're saying he kn- he wanted to get rid of it because he knew there was a gun there. I don't know if he did or not, but if he did, <laughs> I don't want. It. Okay, we're done. We're done. I've I've heard enough. Nice try. Good good attempt to defend. Your guy, but again, it's not. It, it, I, I know he hasn't been charged with anything. You sh- he, you can't charge him with anything. But whether you like it or not, this is a bad look. And the University of Alabama, throughout the entirety of this NCAA tournament, because of it, is going to be thrown under the bus. That's just the way it's going to be, because somebody lost their life. And the the message that Alabama gave from day one is that this basketball team is more important than that. That's how this looks. And it's a fair question to say, if you're NATO, it's how do you handle this? I don't know. It's a hard situation. I can see it from that angle. But you have to <laughs> – You there has to, like Daniel said, there has to be some kind of a punishment. And they just acted like it was no big deal. Ja Morant was in a nightclub with a gun, right? Licensed to carry the gun. Uh, obviously, he got into the nightclub with it, wasn't shooting it or anything like that. He suspended. If Brandon Miller was in the NBA, he would be suspended right now. Yep, no doubt. And look, I, I'm not saying he doesn't have to reply to the text. To and you can't say he didn't know there was a gun, and then say, "Well, he wanted to get the gun out of out of his possession." If he didn't know there was a gun, why would he be so anxious to get that stuff out of his car? Or out of his possession, Jim. You're saying two. You're saying both sides of the story. You can't play both sides of the coin. That doesn't work. I don't know. You know, if you want to say he didn't know there was a gun, well, we can debate that. But he sure took the gun to the guy. Ah. And I'm not saying. Look, he didn't break any laws. He's not going to jail. But it, there's bad judgment. And there has to be some responsibility there. I mean, you, you, you're, there, you've got to assume, once again, either he knew exactly what he was doing or he's just incredibly stupid. Right. And I don't think he's incredibly stupid. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I don't think that. I don't think so either. So, anyway, we got to take a break. 478-646-ESPN. Anywhere you want to go in the world of sports is fine with us. Back with more right after this. Welcome back into the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you here. From Brandon on Twitter, Damon Stoudemire. Well, I heard about 20 names, and that wasn't one. <laughs> I think we could all – I think we're all in that boat. Heard that a lot of names. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, look, I think it was pretty clear last week when Josh Pastner was let go that, I mean, within minutes of that announcement, you were hearing this is going to go pretty quick. So this is who he had in mind. It's not like, you know, J-Bat was watching the ACC tournament Friday night and said, I got it, it's Damon Stoudemire. Right. Like, so, I mean, there's been some homework here. There's a reason for this. Um, again, it's not official, but Dan Walken reporting that earlier this morning and saying that it could be done as soon as this afternoon. Um, from Tate on Twitter, he says, uh, young people are smart enough not to respond to certain things via text for legal reasons. Not smart enough to not bring the gun, but smart enough to not leave a digital trail that is drilled into these athletes. And that kind of drills down into something. This is more of a hypothetical situation, not necessarily about what happened in this situation. 
But, you know, from a legal standpoint, you know, in terms of paying fines or going to jail or whatever, like, I, I know there's ways to skirt our, 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 you know, there's a burden of proof, I guess is what I'm trying to say on the prosecution. That exists in a courtroom. That doesn't exist in public opinion. We have this conversation all the time. And I just don't under, and I don't, I mean, I think the Alabama traveling party has to know the scrutiny they're going to be under everywhere oh, they go. Well, it started in, in Nashville. Right. But that's go, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We're not stupid. I don't think the NCAA is going to let anybody show up with those T-shirts on and chant Brandon And Killer. they shouldn't. They're going to throw their asses out. They and should. They should in they, a second. 100%. Look, look there's, a, there's a feeling in this country, and I don't think it's just or in the world, when you go to a sporting event, you can say whatever the hell you want. No. That's not right. No, no, it's not right. And that young man did not kill anybody. No, he did not. Uh, but it, it just, it, it, these guys, these kind of, you know, and I'm not going to say this is like the Jalen Carter situation because Jalen Carter was charged with two misdemeanors. But it's almost like, you know, th- there are things that happen. Okay, he, the, the charges are misdemeanors. Yeah, okay, but he left the scene. Right. Like, okay, but he brought the gun. Like, th- that's, I know that's not a legal matter. But it's there's a character thing there, and and I keep going back to the same thing that really, I, I think hits home. It's, and, and with the John Morant situation, if this was the NBA, he would not be playing. And and look, I get Jim wants to defend his guy. I get that. Sure, he's a fan. It's That's okay. Fine. And I'm not saying the kid should never play again. And it's not going to hurt his NBA draft status. Somebody's going to draft it. But you have to acknowledge he, at the very least, he showed poor judgment. Just acknowledge that. And then we can debate the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you won't acknowledge that, then we can't even discuss it. We're not saying the kid broke a law. We're not saying the kid, it was kid, young man. We're not saying that he should go to jail. We're not saying any of that. But just acknowledge he but showed you, poor judgment. But if you would have sat him for those last two or three regular season games, and then he comes back in Nashville, there the people are still going to bring up the same stuff. But I don't even I don't think we're talking about it I, here. No, and the reason you did is something exactly. Nate Oates. Well, he was he he was suspended. He was punished. He did. You know, we we've we've moved past that. But because you didn't do anything, you're not going to be able to move past it. And on top of wrong place, wrong time. Well, I'm glad he apologized for he that. Did. But that was the reaction initially, which to me was saying. Hey, wrong place, wrong time, and, you know. And Jim said, right. Kids will be kids. Right. Well, when I was a kid, being a kid, nobody died. Boys will be boys, right? I mean, come on. But Jim, Jim's comment of what did it fix? What does any suspension fix? That depends on Brandon Miller. Right. That's up, it's, you're That's right. up it's to up Brandon to Miller what does it fix. It, it is. It's up to him. It is one hundred percent up to him. It doesn't bring that. It doesn't bring that life back. No. So no, it doesn't fix that, and that's not Brandon Miller's fault. Right. But he did play a part in this. And I think I, I don't want to speak for you, Daniel, but I mean, in these situations, there's a future for Brandon Miller. I hope he's learned something from this. I do this. too. I do too. You know, don't hang out with. I mean, you've got to. It's like the John Morant thing. Are you a professional or not? Right. There's a difference between bad judgment and bad guy. Right. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy either. And, you know, look, we all have friends in our life where we look back on things and go, boy, why did I hang out with that person? Right? Boy, I dodged a bullet by not being... We've all done that. Not to this extent. Yeah. But we've all done that. Yep. I mean, we've all been at a bar and then a friend starts a fight. And, you know, you either 
stop him or you get involved. That's your decision. Mm-hmm. You didn't start the fight. You're not involved in the fight unless you make that choice. Yeah. You have to show better judgment. That's all I'm asking for. That, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Um, so, and, and unfortunately, because there was no punishment or suspension, I have a feeling this isn't the last time we're going to have this conversation. All right, real quick before we go to break, Diana Rossini reporting that the Bears are targeting Mike McGlinchey. He's a right tackle. Uh, Josh Kendall pointing out uh, that was thought to be a target for the Falcons if they didn't re-sign Caleb McGarry. So we are – I like the non-tampering period or the legal tampering yes. period because now we get good rumors. You know, we, 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 get, we can – this is good for the league. The NFL, the NFL always seems to make the right decision. The NFL knows what it's doing. Yeah, that, that, that is a well-run organization. You know, um, we talk about the NBA and how do they handle load management and baseball, how do they handle analytics. We don't ever have to ask the NFL, I mean, you know, sometimes, but not for like what's going on in their sport. We don't have to ask what – the NFL knows what it's doing. Now, off the field – you know, there's some times where it doesn't handle things the right way, but mm-hmm. as far as what's going on in the sport, it, there's no doubt. Yeah, that the NFL knows what it's doing. Yep. No, no. We'll take a break. Four seven eight six four six ESPN is the number. Back with more right after this. Twelve thirty one, Russ and Daniel back with you here, midday sports on phone lines open at four seven eight six four six ESPN. We talked a lot more about Alabama and Brandon Miller today than I anticipated. I guess it's my fault. Hundred uh, percent. I blame you. Yeah. I just it is what it is. I mean, man. I've been gone for two days, relaxed, come back, and here we are here we fussing are. about that. In the middle of this. I just <laughs> I don't know. It's just an honest reaction to the news that they were the number one overall seed. I just, you know. Well, I mean, I felt the same way last week when he was named Conference Player of the Year. That well, that made me feel icky. Well, the, yeah, the associate when the Associated Press named him Player of the Year, it was like, oh, that's just it's gross, man. I don't know how else to say. I it. I will be really interested to see how CBS handles this the next week and a half. And it's or a two tough, weeks. and it is a tough situation, right? I mean, it's it is a delicate, delicate situation. Yep. But I, I just and and I. I don't know why it made me think about this. I'm not trying to keep the conversation going, but this popped in my head. You know what the big red flag to me in all this is? Who did Nate Oates call for advice? Yeah. He called Ray Lewis. That's yeah. a big yeah. red flag. And again, another thing, Ray Lewis didn't kill anybody that we know of. But, I mean, he did some... He, but here we are 30 years, or twenty, almost 25 years later... And when you say the name Ray Lewis, what's the, first, the first thing, thing that most people, you know, like you, and it's almost like the, it, it's almost think, and I'm not saying this is what Alabama's doing, but it's almost it gives the impression that like if we just keep moving forward like nothing happened, it'll just go away. Yep. And that's the well, that's what com- the Ravens did. And right, and that's the complete opposite of what by pretending like nothing happened means it's going to stay around longer. As opposed to addressing the situation. And, and the Ravens blame the media like it was the media's right, fault that Ray Lewis was in that situation. Right. Like some cameraman, you know, from Channel 2 jumped into the limo and started stabbing people. I just, I don't know. We need to move on. But it's just, oh, oh, it's just, 
maddening sometimes. Hopefully this young man learned something from this. Yes, right. If and, there can be any positive that comes out of somebody dying, maybe that's what that is. Maybe. And, and, and he's able to, in a similar situation, you know, help somebody else. Um, you know what I mean? So that this doesn't happen. Um, you know, um, in, in, in coming on into the future. Uh, 478-646-ESPN is the number. Anywhere you want to go in the world of sports is fine with us. I'm trying to find the exact move, but long story short, um, the Eagles are, are parting ways with um, – their middle linebacker. So it looks like Nicobe Dean will be the starting middle linebacker for the Philadelphia Phillies going Philadelphia into Eagles. Thank you. The Philadelphia Eagles. I've got baseball on the mind. Going into the twenty twenty three season. So that just again, it's it's non our legal tampering uh period has begun. So it's just we're getting more and more news um to trickle out, but it, it looks like yeah, T.J. Edwards is going to the Chicago Bears. There it is. This uh, just came down about 10 minutes ago. The Chicago Bears will have signed T.J. Edwards. He was the linebacker in Philadelphia. So you could tell last year, you know, because uh, Hargrove, the defensive tackle, is probably going to become a free agent. So with those two Georgia players, you know, Philadelphia did this knowing that the payday for Jalen Hurts is coming down the pike and they need to get some guys in here on a rookie deal. It's, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? And this stuff is gonna this stuff's gonna move fast and furious. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, you know, maybe Nicobe Dean gets some some real playing time for sure. That'd be great. Yep. Yep. Um yeah, no, it's it, it, that's you know, and, and with the Falcons right now, we talk about making smart moves in free agency because you're trying to get to where Philadelphia is. The tricky part is once you get to where Philadelphia is, is maintaining that window. Right. You know, I think with the Chiefs, uh, obviously they've had a nice window here the last few years, but their quarterback's cap hit, Pat Mahomes' cap hit, is about to go up $15 million uh, to, I think it's going to be right around $40 million. It had been at about uh, 25. So, you know, they're, they're about to feel the crunch a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, the other part of it, too, is the, the cap is going up. You know, it, it, it's tough, man. It, it's tough to, to manage all this. and But that's how the NFL wants it. They want – these teams to cycle through because it keeps all 32 fan bases engaged. Right. Well, I mean, that, the, the, the NFL definitely knows how to do that. Right. You, they know how to keep their fans across the league. You talked about the schedule release. We get so excited about them telling us we know who they're playing <laughs> and where, Right. They release those. They just say, "Hey, this is the next year's opponents," and we, and then they release when, and we get so excited about because the NFL knows what it's doing. Yeah, yeah, no, the, 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 it's the number one uh, league in in all sports, um, especially here in the United States and and overseas too. I mean, they build interest in in European markets as well. And yeah, no doubt, it's, it's just they're 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 doing it. All right, um, just saw this from On Three Sports. Uh, Boston Celtics assistant Damon Stoudemire is finalizing a five-year deal to become Georgia Tech's next head coach. That is from Adrian Wojnarowski and Pete Thamel originally. So there it is. We had, uh, That kind of came out this morning. 
that they were moving pretty quickly, and it could be by the end of the day. And there it is, Damon Stoudemire, the next head coach at Georgia Tech. I don't. I mean, I I don't know what to think. I am. You know, again, he's not somebody I expected to hear his name uh, in the mix. He, he's he been a head coach before uh, at Pacific, like you said. He was their head coach for five years. Um, he has a 71-77 and 77 record. He had a one year where he had a winning record. It's at Pacific. Now, the last year they were 9-9. Nine and nine. That was the COVID year. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really get to finish out that year. But he's been in, been with the Celtics since then uh, as an assistant coach the last couple of years. He was an assistant with Memphis, Arizona, Memphis again, M- Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, he was with Rice. And that's kind of the extent of his coaching career. Um, did he work with Passner? At Memphis, I would think, I guess he did. So that's a little odd, right? You hire a guy who worked with the guy you just fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he, yeah, he was with Passner for the one season as an assistant at Memphis. Uh, I'm sorry, two, yeah, one season, at, two seasons at Memphis. So he was with Pastner as an assistant, and then he left and came back mm-hmm. and was with Pastner for one more year. Well, I mean, it would be off the same tree, right? Right. I mean, right. the Lute Olsen tree. Right. They they both played. That's interesting. Uh, did they play together? I mean, I'm that, trying to look at his college career. He I, was. I mean, if those guys had ties to the school as players, like if this was like Damon Stoudemire replacing Josh Pastner at Arizona. Right. But that's not. I mean, this is. It's. I mean, again, I. I, I don't think Passner's a little younger. He did. They didn't play together. Okay. In Arizona. But it's. I mean, I, and again, I'm not saying it's a bad hire. No, not at all. I. Um, I mean, it's an interesting hire. He was. He did a good job at Pacific. You go look at the the record from year one to the the year before the COVID year when they won 20 games. I mean, he turned that program around in four seasons, and you know, you can do it a little bit quicker now with the transfer portal, but it's just. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's out of left field, and and I think it just it's it's surprising. I, I and and not a name I think anybody really heard before. Not that there was a lot of time from Josh Pastner getting hired until this moment, but I, that's not a name I had heard. No, I mean I, it sounded the other day like Pat Kelsey was the guy, the the coach at College of Charleston, but obviously that was not the case. Now Jeff Schultz did tell me the other day they were going to move fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't expect it to be Damon Stoudemire. Again, I don't think it's a bad hire. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a out of the box hire. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, but that doesn't mean it's a bad one. You know, look, Penny Hardaway's done a good job at Memphis. We've seen other pl- former players do do a good job and like you said he did well at Pacific and you would think he would be able to recruit selling the look I know what it takes to get the NBA Mm -hmm. I can get you to the NBA that kind of stuff and I was talking to somebody about this the other day about Georgia friend of mine's a big Georgia fan guy I went to high school with he said he said Mike White has got to be able to keep the talent in the state Mm -hmm. and I said you are 100% right 
the same thing with if this is the hire. Right. That that's got to be priority number one is keeping the talent in the state. Now, are you going to get the top talent that might go to Duke or North Carolina or Kentucky or Kansas? Maybe not. Not all the time. But you've got to win some of those battles. You have to. And there's too much talent in this state to not be better than those teams are. Yeah. Yep, I agree with you 100%. And, I, you know, it, it would be nice to get to a year where it's like, hey, Kennesaw State plays at 1240 on Friday. Georgia plays at, you know, 7 o'clock on Thursday. And Georgia Tech plays at 930 on Friday. You know, it, it would be nice to have multiple teams in this NCAA tournament for college basketball to be a little bit more relevant. So we'll see. We'll see if Damon Stoudemire can do that at Georgia Tech. We'll take a break. 478-646-ESPN. One more segment, and we'll do it right after this. Oh, 1247. Russ and Daniel back with you here, wrapping it up on this Monday. I love this time change. I know I'm. that's an unpopular opinion, and I'm one of the very few people saying this. Love it. Is that is that the minority? Are you the minority? I think so. Because I think today, like most people are probably like, oh, I lost an hour of sleep. This sucks. But I don't, I'm, I'm good. I mean, don't you get used to it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually. But I'm just saying initially, I don't think people, but like, I, you know, I, I'm, I turned my clock back like Saturday afternoon. Like it's, it's coming. You might as well get ready. So if you could pick between the two to stick to permanently, you pick this one. This is the one for me. Okay. This is the one for me. I, I I don't like getting home when it's dark. Yeah, I was having this discussion with a friend of mine, and he said, well, I don't want to be driving my kids to school to, in the morning in the dark. Yeah. So he would pick the other one. Yeah. I mean, we all have our reasons. It's a two-way street. Yeah. There's no question about it. But it's just, it's nice. Like, tonight, get home, and, and like, the neighborhood I'm in right now doesn't have street lights, And the sidewalk's uneven. And I'm smart enough to know at my age that I don't need to be walking in the dark on uneven sidewalks because I will go down. You know, the other day, yesterday we were driving to the airport. We're on the interstate and there was a sidewalk in the middle in Houston. I'm like, why does there need to be a sidewalk on the mi- in, in the middle? You know, there's a, there's the barrier between, mm-hmm. they, they have a big wall between the two sides. Yeah. Right? And then there's a sidewalk. Maybe, I guess, if your car breaks down, you can pull over and walk yeah, on that side? I guess. I don't know. And people drive fast in Houston. I've heard there's no speed limit. <laughs> I, I, I've definitely heard that. I've ne- I haven't been to Houston, but I've heard there is no speed limit. Yeah, it was. And it's we one had, of those where if you're not going 80, you might die. Yeah, and we had a big, uh, our rental car was, a. they said, we only have a truck. And my wife was like, do you have anything else? And they said, well, we had a Mustang, a convertible Mustang. You want that? And she's like, yeah. And so, and it had a big old V8 engine in it. I mean, it was one of those where you, it kind of growls at you when you hit the accelerator. Yeah. So we we were able to keep up, let's just say that, <laughs> <laughs> on the interstate. Um, and by the way, we do want to tell everybody, we do have an NCAA tournament bracket tournament uh, uh, contest. Uh, go to our Twitter feed and, and you can see it there and uh, join in. Should be a lot of fun. We're playing for fellowship. No money involved. I guess pride and fellowship. That's all we're doing it for. But it's, And to have some fun. 
So join our our uh, Ken. Thanks for to Ken for creating. Yeah, it. definitely. Thank you. But join our bracket and let's have some fun with it. Yeah, try to enjoy it a little bit. Um, <laughs> I almost hate to even say this. Ole Miss has just named Chris Beard their head basketball yeah. coach. And I guess again, look, charges were charges dropped. were dropped. Right, hundred charges were dropped. But again, it was what we were talking about legally. What do we know? That there were, I mean, he there was put his hands on a woman. Yeah, we know that that happened. Yeah. There's no charges, but it's just like gross. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, again, we talk about it all the time with players. How talented are you? That gives you a chance to get a, to to get a second chance. Depends on your talent. He's a hell of a coach. There's no doubt about he that. He is. He is. But boy, Ole Miss, you don't think? I mean, I, I you don't think there's going to be some other schools use this in recruiting? You want your guy? You want your kid to play for that guy? I don't think. I don't think people care. I mean, I really don't. I, I think I just it is everything that's happening in college athletics right now just feels like no, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Are we winning? Yeah. I, I mean, they, it, and it didn't – and maybe this is just getting older, but it didn't feel like that before. It, it used to feel like there used to be some kind of a standard. Um, but but it, it just feels like this, this new wave is just a win at all cost. And I just don't think that's healthy. I really don't. I mean, you want to win – and and like there should be some lines that you don't cross. That, that's that's the thing. There's there's uh, there's uh, there's operating in the gray. There's working the system. You know that that stuff's always gone on. But like you said, you just said it. That when it comes to lives being lost and domestic stuff, there are li- just lines that you didn't cross before. That it feels like we're starting to cross now, well, and it's very uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable. I mean, I don't. You know, you would think there would be lines even in the pros that they wouldn't cross much less college well i think college has gotten worse college than the pros worse. because that's what, you, yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying college has gotten way worse yeah because there's no there, there's no commissioner there's no czar there's no person to step stand in and say hey this ain't right there's nobody to tell old miss no you can't do that right. now i guess the commissioner could but he's not going to do he's that not, he's he works for the for the school. Yeah, he's counting his money. Yeah. They, they, they ain't worried about that. He's worried about what next conference he's going to pillage. <laughs> Behind their back. That's the thing. With like, if, I'm he, if I'm working with him on anything, I would watch my back. Because <laughs> you know he's, if you're working with him on something, he's going to take some of your schools. Yeah. Ah. I, it's, yeah, you would think there would be lines, but there are definitely no lines in college sports anymore. God. I mean, he didn't even sit out a full season, Chris Beard. That's crazy. I don't care. How do you sell this if you're the AD? Uh, that he's going to come in here and make us a winner? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, not all, but I'm convinced there are a lot of people out there that if somebody's winning for your favorite team, you can, you'll excuse just about anything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I it sure feels like that, doesn't it? It sometimes it does. Yeah, not not in all cases, but yeah, sometimes it does. You know, um, 
you know, I, I like coach the coach that does the right thing and doesn't win games still gets fired. The coach that does the wrong thing and wins games gets rewarded. That's what it feels like. I mean, it's not like that everywhere, but that's what it feels like. And it just—it's like the standard just gets lower and lower with every passing season. Yeah, there's no standard anymore for like having any kind of scruples. It—it it, it just feels like you just do whatever the hell you want as long as you win some games. And boy, that's a—and look, I look, I believe me, I call for my coaches to be fired all the time. Especially, I mean, my team just missed the night. NCAA tournament again. I don't want him to be the head coach anymore, but I don't think he's going to do something like that. Yeah. As an alum, he's not going to embarrass my university. As a basketball fan, he's embarrassed my university. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I'm an alum of Ole Miss, I'm not. I'm not digging this at all. Yeah. As a basketball fan of Ole Miss, he's a hell of a coach. Well, and that's the thing. He's going to win. He's yeah. going to be successful. You would think so. And and that's where that comes into play. Right, so anyway, what a what a weird day. Um, and don't forget coming up tonight. We got Hawks basketball here on the Superstation starting at 7 o'clock. So we look forward to that as the uh, Quinn Schneider era is still in the honeymoon period. But, boy, I sure do like what I see so far from these Atlanta Hawks. We're out of time. Thanks for listening. And as always, for Daniel, I'm Russ. We'll do it again tomorrow. Y'all have a good one.